It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, good morning morning and welcome. Welcome one and all to game time. This is a Monday edition of the program. Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Garrett Ross. We are glad you're with us. A lot to get to today. And uh, let's uh, let's check in. Ward, how are you? Outstanding. Garrett, what's going on? I'm good. I'm great. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. A lot of stuff to do today. Yes, a lot sir. of stuff. Uh, Super Bowl 56. We'll get into it in a minute, but just just a quick thought, Ward. Uh, good game, bad game, okay game. I thought it was one of the best Super Bowls we've had in a while. Garrett? I totally agree. I couldn't agree more with Ward. For me, I, I thought it was one of the more competitive football games we've had, but uh, the there it, at times I didn't think it was as well played as I thought it could have been. I mean, hey, let's be honest. Uh Stafford missed a lot of throws. Uh, and, and neither team could run the football. Uh, you, you, can somebody explain how, how that extra point got botched? He, that, just, he, he lost the handle on it. That's that's it. I mean, it happens. He tried to spin the ball, and when he spun it, it spun off his finger. <laughs> it was a weird-looking deal. Yeah. You know, that could have been – well, it was huge. It was It was huge for a long time. But you know what? Give the Rams credit. When all was said and done, they went. They had a 15-play drive at the end of the game, and that back shoulder throw to Cup was as good a throw as you're going to see under those circumstances. So we'll, we'll dive into it. Ward's going to break it down for us a little later on. We'll get to that. Uh, boy, I, I think that the, the description I've heard all weekend is bittersweet when it comes to Baylor basketball. They're, they get the huge win over Texas, eighty to sixty-three. But Jonathan Chamwa Chachua is done for the season. He'll have surgery this week, and man, uh, and he was coming off arguably his best game. I mean, he had twenty-one guys against Kansas State, and uh, he was just he was just going back down the floor, and that knee gave out, and down he went, and and now they got to figure out how they go. How how do you replace his twenty minutes? Because he split, he basically split time with with Flo Thamba. Uh, that's going to be difficult. I, I I don't know if necessarily you can replace him. I think you're going to have to ask more of Flo, like you did throughout that game. You're going to have to let him be, allow him, and hope that he can be more disciplined. Uh, that was one of the my biggest concerns when JTT went out was the discipline of Flo Thamba. Is he going to get in foul trouble? He really turned it on and arguably played the best game that he's had. In There's Baylor, no doubt. There's you no- know, but. Can he do that consistently? I, I'm still apprehensive to say. Um, to me, you're probably going to have to rely on guys like Kendall Brown, maybe Jeremy Sohan, and, and play small ball. I mean, that's really all you can do. Well, and th- those freshmen did step up on, on Saturday. They both played played well. Uh, and, and, and that very well may be the case. I mean, they may go small a lot more than, than, uh, than they wanted to or have in the past, but – I mean, you've got to replace those twenty minutes. Somebody's got to play those twenty minutes that that have been going to to JTT. So, and, and you know what? What stinks? You, you hate for anybody to get hurt, but that guy. I mean, that smile was so infectious. He was such a good, 
you know, good teammate it appeared. I mean, you know, we're not in the locker room, but he certainly seemed like a guy that um, that was just, I mean, he just had an infectious smile and, and loved playing the game and loved learning the game and and was getting better and better and better. And, better. and, and again, like I said the other night, he against Kansas State, he had 21 points, and he was huge. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what uh, what Scott drew in his team. And they don't have an easy week this week. I mean, I mean, they start with Texas Tech. Uh so and that's Wednesday night. And uh we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh Baylor women win big again. Now they pulled it, it was tight, but they pulled away in the fourth quarter, got it done. And that's a team that's you know, after that very rocky bumpy start, they have just been cooking. I mean, they've they've gotten it done. They've really found that rhythm, and I think it's ideal timing for them. Um, you know, and right now it looks like they're on a trajectory to make a deep run in in the March Madness, and it's going to be interesting to see. But I mean, Nikki has them playing on all all cylinders right now. Okay, I got to get Ward to to. <laughs> we're going to get into this later, uh, but Ward, you did not like the E Trade commercial. The, the 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 babies flying the helicopter. Nah, it didn't do anything for me. You didn't yeah, okay. I, I it was my number one. I thought it was fun. And I thought what we were gonna have was like a little story. I mean, I thought right. we were gonna have a series, you know, uh, a, a second one, maybe even a third one deeper into the broadcast. We didn't. That was it. It it, it never circled back to that. But I, I thought <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a good one. What was your favorite commercial? Uh the big Lebowski with uh Peyton Manning and all the all the stars, Serena coming into the bowling alley. Uh, for Michelob Ultra, I thought that was the best one. That was my favorite until the following commercial with the Sopranos. You had Meadow Soprano coming through. You had that music going, the intro, like Tony when he was rolling through the turnpike, man. And I, I love that one. That that was so brilliant. And there was a lot of stories in, in the commercials yesterday. But did any of them just flat out make you laugh? I mean, just I, I told you the, the, the E-Trade did for me because I thought it was, you know, but did any of them just absolutely have you in the floor chuckling? Not laughing. No. No, it, they really didn't, did they? And, and sometimes that's the ones. Now, I, I will tell you this. Uh, watching the game with a friend of mine, he said, hey, I, I haven't seen a Budweiser commercial. Well, they'd had two or three of them. But some of those commercials are so, what's the word, interesting, I guess, maybe, that you, you sometimes – don't recognize the product that they're that they're presenting. That was the thing for me. I and I, that was one thing I really started to pay attention to was because there was a commercial late later on that brought back a couple the two main guys from Scrubs, which is popular. I mean, this whole Super Bowl was geared at my generation, so I really enjoyed that. But I can't remember the product. I just know those two guys from Scrubs. <laughs> what Scrubs? It was a show. Show it was, it, NBC show. Yeah, it was like about the a, a hospital. It was like a comedy. Uh, it was really funny, and it was pretty spot. I worked in the hospital for a while. And it was pretty close to how things really are. All right, all right, uh, all right. Seven oh seven. Let's change gears here for just a second. A uh, somber, kind of a somber moment, uh, and not kind of it. It is um, uh, our. Uh, Condolences and our thoughts and our prayers are with the family of Coach Leroy Coleman, who uh, who passed away over the weekend. Uh, Ward, I know you knew him. I mean, look, he was a heck of a football coach, but he was an even better human being. I mean, this was this is one of those guys. Every time I, I would run into to Coach Coleman in the grocery store, mm-hmm. 
I mean, they he and his wife kind of shopped at the same time we did. Uh, and so we'd run into him a lot. And we'd sit and talk, and he always had a smile on his face. He was always happy to see you. Uh, he taught a lot. I mean, a lot of young men how to be men. Uh, he, he was that kind of guy. Yeah, he won football games, but big deal. He, he, he molded young men. Uh, he, he was, he, well, he was just, he was just a fun guy to be around. He was a fun guy to talk to and, and, uh, and dedicated, I guess, what close, probably 30 years to, to the Waco ISD. And then spent the the latter part of his career with, uh, with coach Hyde and coach Williams and those guys over at La Vega won a state championship. And, uh, again, uh, our condolences to, to the Coleman family. And like I said, Ward, uh, you were around him. I mean, mm-hmm. j- just a great guy. Yeah, he was very, very, very good guy and cared about the kids and, and you're right. I mean, it wasn't all about just what happened on the football field or the athletic field. It, it was about the kiddos. Well, you know, the thing that he, he knew early on in history and he came to university from temple. And I believe he was, in fact, I think he came here as the basketball coach before becoming the head football coach. And uh, he knew just like, you know, some of the, he knew that 99% of these guys that he was, that he was coming in contact with were going to go on and be professional in something else other than sports that, you know, and so that's, that was very much how he approached things. So uh, we're, we're going to talk to Johnny Tusa a little later on in, in the program and, you know, their careers at, at Waco ISD kind of paralleled. I mean, Johnny was over at Waco High, uh, started at Jefferson Moore, went to Waco High. Le- Leroy started as the basketball coach and then became the football coach. And, you know, they played each other. And, in fact, if you'll remember, when we opened at Waco ISD Stadium, it was Waco High against University. And I, I, I don't know. That, I know they've had some huge crowds over there, but if they got more people in there than that night – because both berms were full, stadium was full. I thought half of Waco was in the stadium the night that uh, that they christened Waco ISD Stadium with Waco High Plain University, and it was a great night, by the way. That's the way it should be, you know. And I never met Coach Coleman in person. I've I've met a lot of the the people who played for him. They have nothing but high respect uh, for the man, and uh, you you hate to see that happen. Um, just it, it's sad, man. But he he touched a lot of good lives in Waco, and he meant a lot to this community. So. All right, so that's that's kind of the program today, and uh, we're going to dive into it here in just a couple of minutes. It's, and Jerry Hill's going to join us, and uh, we'll get a view from the Hill at seven thirty this morning. So we'll do all of that for you here as we get rolling on a Monday morning. Tom Barfield, Ward White, Garrett Ross. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Glad you're with us. And our seven o'clock hour, as we roll along here, we're going to check the weather forecast coming up in just a minute. By the way, we are brought to you in part by ProStar Rental. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all your equipment rental needs. They have aerial equipment to rent, including boom lifts and forklifts. They're at 2308 Robinson Drive in Waco and in Belton on I-35. It's ProStar Rental. They make work easier. 
The next couple days will feature some warm weather, dry air, and plenty of sunshine. Temperatures today reaching right around 71 degrees, and tomorrow we're looking at a high of 73. Breezy conditions will last now through midweek as we anticipate our next system to move in Wednesday night into Thursday. That will bring a chance of rain and some strong, possibly severe thunderstorms. Make sure to join me on Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for all the latest forecast updates. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. Pro Star Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. Pro Star Rental, they make work easier. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture for your home or office and Western Home Decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 to 22462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs, made-from-scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. 
All right, 7.15, 15 minutes after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Garrett, uh, this is a uh, a Super Bowl Monday edition of the program as well. All right, so uh, in, we're, we're going to get you to break it down for us a little later on in the program, but just kind of walk me through the how you, how you saw this game, and were you a little surprised that the Rams, heck, for the first – what three quarters really didn't get a whole lot of pressure on uh, on Joe Burrow? They didn't, and I thought it was a good job there in the third quarter when they made those adjustments on the defensive side. And, and I, I'll get into that a little bit later on. But that I think that was the key for the Rams defensively making that adjustment uh, and, and being able to you know figure out a way where they could get some pressure on him. Uh, you know, and part of that was it due to you know the scheme that the Bengals were doing, but the other part of it was just. Joe Burrow was getting the ball out of his hands in under two seconds. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the keys that we said going into the game that he was going to have to find a way to do is get the ball out of his hands because that offensive line would not hold up against the the Rams' defensive line. Uh, and, and their game plan was, hey, look, we're going to get it out. We're going to get to the tight end. We're going to get the back out of the backfield, and we're going to hit some tunnel screens and and see what we can do with this. Uh, he, he only had the one long throw downfield coming out of the second half. Uh, and – Look, I mean, you know, congratulations! You got you got the you got the call, but boy, that and he threw it right where he had to throw it. Um, but again, I I think that was that went in the Bengals' way really, really well. That was oh, a yeah. that that should have been an offensive interference or a face mask either one, uh, but it wasn't, and it got in the end zone. But other than that, it was quick passes for Joe Burrow. I, I thought, and you guys jump in here as well. Th- this was clearly a quarterback game. Uh, the running game for neither either team really wasn't effective, and I thought both quarterbacks played pretty darn well. I do too, and, but I do I do th- I, you know give give the Rams credit they didn't abandon the running game. They they stayed Nor did with the Bengals. It. No, <laughs> but they stayed with it, and you know one of the biggest plays in the game was there uh, in the fourth quarter on that last drive. They gave the ball off and and got inside first and ten inside the ten yard line. I thought that was a huge run, biggest run of the game for the Rams. Was the biggest play of the game the uh, speed sweep to to. The Cooper Cup on on fourth and one. I mean, if if he doesn't, I mean, that's that's a gutsy gutsy call right there. And they rolled the dice, went for it on fourth and one. He runs the speeds. They hand it to him on a speed sweep. He gets about six yards at a first down. Keeps a drive alive. I, I thought that was a humongous play in the game. I, I thought that was a big play, but also I think thinking handing off the ball and getting it first and goal to goal and, and trusting your running game. I thought that was a huge call as well. I, I think that's one of the plays of the game for me. Uh, and, and you're right, fourth and one, but they kind of had to go for it at that point. They they had to. They didn't have much of a choice. Uh, and also, who else do you want to give the ball to? I mean, don't you want it in that guy's hands? And they proved that on the last drive. Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. That last drive, that 15-play drive, they finally just said, okay, Stafford, you and Cup, do, go do your deal. Go do your deal. And they did. I mean, to their credit, they did. And down the field they went – 15 plays Cincinnati could not get off the field uh at one point you know right there when they were inside the the five yard line and and Stafford ran the quarterback sneak I'm sorry it it was a minute and 38 and Cincinnati had all three timeouts I'm like let him let him I I think the Rams are good enough to score let him right here (laughs) <laughs> just keep, no, I, I keep get all out, three of your timeouts. I get the out of the way and I'll lay it and let yeah. them get in the end zone. Absolutely. That play. I mean, I, they don't run two more plays 
if, well, if I'm playing defense. You it, it cost you 20 seconds and one of your timeouts. Mm-hmm. And, and, the and end that's resu- exactly what they wanted. Well, that's what that's the Rams why they, wanted. Yeah. That's why they ran the quarterback sneak. Yeah, well, you know, obviously, if they would have scored, they would have been perfectly fine with it. But They didn't want to score right there. So, I uh, wouldn't have. Huh? I wouldn't have scored there. I, I, I think I would have. I think when I'm trailing inside of uh, two minutes, I'm going to score whenever I can, and then we'll worry about defense on defense. But the bottom line is I thought that was a mistake on the Bengals' part because they ultimately scored, and it cost you, tw- what, 20 seconds in, mm-hmm. in one of those precious timeouts, and, you know, there you go. And then they get the penalty, right, on, on the kickoff, and they start at the 10 and not the 20. Uh, bad deal. And then, look, they had, what, third and a yard and didn't get it, fourth and a yard and didn't get it. So, give the Rams defensive credit. So, uh, heck of a football game. After the game, uh, Matthew, uh, they, they talked to Matthew Stafford, the Highland Park product, and, and got his thoughts. How about for you, Matthew? You've had a long NFL career to finally get this opportunity capitalize on it what does it mean to you yeah i mean uh it's probably gonna take some time you know i'm gonna have to think about it i know in the moment i was uh i didn't know what to think i was just a little emotional and so happy to be uh you know world champ and um so happy to be a part of this group i mean that's the biggest thing it's it's not me it's not any individual on this team we're a group we're a team and uh, to get it done together was so special so what is his legacy Right now, today, I know he's got more football ahead of him, but today, what's his legacy? Super Bowl champion. Yeah, Super Bowl champion. I mean, he he played well. I don't, I I, I don't know, man. He played well, but I, I seen he's still not top tier to me. I, I don't know. He he played all right. I, to me, I think he's an outstanding quarterback. Uh in how many Super Bowl championships do, do, did the Rams have prior to him getting there? One. One. In the history of the franchise. How long did it take him to get one? One. Got there in his first year. That's his first year in the system. And he guides his team to the... Look, I'm the... I believe that... that, You know, I know quarterbacks and coaches get the blame and get the credit. I I think that's silly because there's uh, 15 men on a coaching staff and there's 53 guys on a football team that can... That can influence how a game. I heard him this morning ripping on Stafford when he was in Detroit. Was Detroit's defense great? No. Was Detroit's special teams great? Was Detroit's offense great? No. He had no weapons in Detroit. But they were blaming him for winning and losing. I, and again, I, I get it. That's the head coach and the quarterback are the faces of the franchise. I, I understand all that, but it is a team game. And when you're st- – Joe Burrow yesterday is standing on the sideline while Stafford is leading a 15-play drive. What could Joe Burrow do about that 15-play drive? Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. And, and, for, and for me right now, I would say Matthew Stafford's an outstanding quarterback that just won a Super Bowl championship with – with a brand new football team, and, and and leave it at that. But I I, I don't know. It it, it 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 interests me that that these guys you know get so much blame and and when I don't think it's it's warranted, and what I think they get too much credit when when I don't think it's warranted. Again, as you pointed out, uh, look, Cooper Cup has to catch those footballs on that fifteen play drive, or it doesn't really mean anything. That's true. I mean, look, he he had 
I understand that, you know, you went and got Matthew Stafford, but you also went and got a handful of other guys. And sure you, know, you did. A couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball. They built this team for yesterday. And who knows what happens after yesterday. I, you know, you don't know who's going to be back. You don't know who's going to go in free agency. You don't know who's going to retire. And so, you know, it was a sense of urgency for them. They got it done. But, you know, Matthew Stafford had a lot of weapons around him, and he didn't try to do too much with those weapons. He stayed calm, stayed within himself. And when it came down to it, he knew the guy that he had to go to, and he made the throws to the guy he had to go to. It, wouldn't it just be simple to say he led his team yesterday? And, 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 and that's what he did. He led his football team yesterday. Yeah, I mean, he, he guided the ship. He really didn't have to make – I mean, Cooper Cup did the, the heavy lifting. I think early on, Matthew Stafford looked really good. When, when Odell Beckham was in the game, Matthew Stafford looked really good. And I think when OBJ got hurt, it kind of shell-shocked all of them, and it took a while, but he finally while. started getting his rhythm – and you had to find a way to get Cooper Cup involved. I think that jet sweep really set the motion for that. Well, one. I'm going to the coach here. You've got a game plan, and don't tell me that game plan wasn't built around both Cup and OBJ. Absolutely, and it was. And then he's not – one piece of your, of your puzzle is not there anymore. you got to go figure some things out. Well, one of the keys to the game was send Cup and OBJ deep and stretch that defense and make them get into something where you have to, they had to help with the linebackers, and then you could find some of the underneath stuff which exactly is what they did in that first quarter. Uh, and you saw OBJ get in the end zone. Uh, they, they went back to him again, and they were going to him again when he got hurt. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, that was a big part of the game plan. And they had to spin and adjust. And it took them a while to figure out, okay, what are we going to be able to do here? But, again, they didn't abandon the run. They stayed within themselves. They didn't panic. Uh, but they kept trying to dial some different things up and try to figure it out. And eventually, you know, when it came down to it, whether it was they figured some things out or it was a sense of urgency and they said, okay, nothing else is working. Let's just ride this guy and see if it works, that we don't have a choice. So how about the defensive coordinator for the Rams? The, the plan early, let's just be honest, from a pass rush pressure standpoint, it didn't work. Well, they wanted to stay into a situation where, okay, we're going to try to get some pressure up front, but we're going to keep our linebackers involved in the passing game and make sure because of the quick passes, they were trying to shut down lanes and do some things with that. So they didn't really have a way to adjust to that, and they were trying to stay in that, that two-over-top coverage a little bit to you know make sure that they didn't get burned like they did in that mm -hmm. first play in the second quarter. Uh, I mean, third quarter. So, you know, that was some things they, they tried to do. But in the middle of the third quarter, they made that adjustment. They overloaded the left side of the defensive line. They made the center where he couldn't chip off and go help out. And when he couldn't chip off and go help out, you got a one-on-one -on -one with Donaldson or you freed up uh, uh, some other guys on that side as well. And, you know, it, it worked to perfection for them. They were able to get the one-on-ones that they wanted and they were able to get pressure on Joe Burrow and sacking. When the center wasn't able to help chip, Donaldson, I think his first sack, he flat put the right tackle in the lap of Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that play. Absolutely. I, but I mean, I've never seen somebody get dominated like that. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was something. I mean, he flat went right through him and put him in the lap of Joe Burrow, and then down went Burrow. It was, I mean, and they figured that out with, and I don't know how what you how you would describe that, but it was three 
to the left and two to the right. So they 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 had more guys on the left side than they did the right yeah, side. They and, overloaded the left side yeah. to where the center had to adjust, and that's the way he had to go. So it left that that right side vulnerable on the right side where you just had those one on one matchups. And if you do that, Donald's going to win every time. Absolutely. <laughs> and he did. I mean, what I don't know if they had seven or eight sacks, but they only had one until about midway through the third quarter, and then they started feasting on on uh, on that Bingo's offensive line, and you know uh, they 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 got to him, and and it just everything they wanted to do offensively, they just flat couldn't do. They they just couldn't do it. So uh, fun game. I mean, fun game. Twenty what. Uh, uh, Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, I think, you know. And, and think about this. Think about the NFL and their last six or seven uh, playoff games this season. Wasn't every one of them a one-possession game? And a lot of them decided, it, it, you know, either in overtime or the final possession of the game. I mean, that's what you had in the final seven seven games. This was arguably the best and more, more, most balanced NFL playoffs that I can remember. It's the best playoffs they've had ever. Yeah, I, I've never. This is and the that's best. probably yeah. a fair statement. I mean, when you start top to bottom from the wild card games on, you know, it, it was just it was tremendous football. It was it was such a. I mean, it it every game had a story. I mean, it, you know, and that's you don't always get that. And no. and but I mean every game had a story. Every game had 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 the uh, the the drama that you're that you're looking for in postseason play. Uh, you had it, a lot of young teams too. Yeah, you know, and they were all. I think there was a lot of parody throughout the playoffs. You saw a lot of the the rising talent. And man, if this season is any indication of the future of the NFL, we're it's going to be unreal. You know, the what you're able to do going forward with all this young talent. There's and, a changing and, of the guard. There's no absolutely. doubt. And they've got the, the top five teams uh, projected for Super Bowl 57. How about them Cowboys? They're one of the top five teams. Man, of come course on. they start are. that. <laughs> do just, not start I, they're that. They're going to the Super Bowl next Dude, year. The AFC is, is loaded. Well, they got the all NFC the quarterbacks. They got all the young quarterbacks. Yeah. They got all the young quarterbacks. Don't start that Cowboys stuff. But don't t- – the Cowboys, they're in the top five war to go to the Super Bowl next no, they're year. Not. That's what the reports said. No, they're said. not. No, I think, they're not. No, no, no way. <laughs> it's 7.30. Stay with us. Jerry Hill, a view from the hills coming up next. This is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions. The Bears back on the road in Big 12 play Wednesday, headed to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Wednesday for the Bears and the Red Raiders. Baylor Big 12 Basketball with Pat and John all season long right here on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 
With tax season approaching, are you wondering how new laws could affect your financial portfolio? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. If you're unsure about the effect tax legislation could have on your wealth, we can help you develop a plan that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Hey, this is Tom Barfield with the ESPN Central Texas Morning Show. And I'm here to tell you that Hurley Benefits has played a big role in helping me and my family with all of our health, dental, and vision insurance needs. Don't have health insurance? I highly recommend you call the experienced and knowledgeable team at Hurley Benefits. They specialize in affordable life insurance, health insurance, dental and vision insurance, Medicare supplements, and much, much more. Check them out at HurleyBenefits.com. That's H-U-R-L-E-Y Benefits.com. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20 in the Super Bowl to win their second NFL championship in five trips to the title game. Former University High School head football coach Leroy Coleman passed away on Saturday. He was 74. Coleman was also an assistant coach at La Vega during two state championship seasons. Baylor's 17-point win over Texas on Saturday may prove costly as Jonathan Chamwachachua left the game with an apparent knee injury. No word yet on how long he may miss due to the injury. A local basketball showdown at the Highlands Gym this evening as McLennan hosts Temple. The women's game starts at 5 o'clock with the men's tip-off at 7. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Garrett, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program the Director of Sports Journalism for Baylor University. We welcome in Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are you? I'm good, gentlemen. Um, it's a Monday morning, so we're ready to go again. All right, I, I, I got to know, man, do we have 
do we have big Valentine's Day plans? <laughs> we actually uh, we actually did a dinner last night at Buzzard Billy's, so we did a day ahead of time, and then uh, um, I'm sure she's not listening, so I can go ahead and say that she will get flowers today. So, hey, how uh, do you hang on a second? How do you know she's not listening? Um, how do you know I she's not a big fan of the show? I married somebody that's not a big fan of sports. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, what do you do again? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's great. All right. Uh, did you have a favorite TV commercial last night? Was there anything that just jumped off the page at you? Well, here's the deal. I Our dinner was like 6 or 6.30. Are you kidding me? Watch, you are a dedicated husband. I didn't watch hardly any of it. Now, uh, I even had the uh, – there's TVs in there, and I had the TV to my back so that I wouldn't sit there and watch it all the time. <laughs> but, but, Lord, how about, this, how about this guy right here, huh? Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm telling you. Turned his back to the television. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. We with, uh, he must have been in the doghouse bad. We <laughs> oh. were with Claude and Becky Lindsay, who actually own Buzzard Billy's now, and Becky was like, dying to go over there and watch but her main deal was she just wanted to see if clay johnston got in the game you know for the baylor guy for right cincinnati so but yeah it was it was so i don't have a favorite commercial i'll have to go back and watch <laughs> all right uh let's uh let's let's change gears and, and i and, and again it's been described as bittersweet and i don't think there's any other way you could you could say you, you get a nice win over texas but yeah. man oh man uh you don't want to see anybody get hurt, but I, we were talking about it this morning, especially that guy. I mean, he, he's hit that, that smile is so infectious. I mean, he's just such one of those, he's just one of those guys. He's just a favorite. Right. Oh, he's definitely a favorite. And, and I, you know, I think somebody compared him to, and I think it's a pretty apt description is that he is kind of the glue guy for Baylor. Um, kind of like a Mark vital, um, you know, different role a little bit, but you know, he's just that guy that, He's an energy guy and, mm -hmm. you know, really, and like you said, he's definitely a fan favorite. I mean, every time he came to the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a big loss. And I was trying to think if there was a guy on that team um, that would be, you know, harder to lose than him. And I'm not sure there is. I mean, obviously you've had a lot of other guys play real well, um, you know, all the guards, uh, but those guys have been in and out of the lineup. I just don't know. I think he's probably the one guy that you really just – I'm not saying you couldn't lose, and, and I'm not saying this season is over or anything, but that's a big blow, guys. Uh, huge, huge. So, and, and again, so just from a minute standpoint, uh, obviously Flo's going to get extended minutes. Right. Who would be the second – Would would do you slide – Matthew Meyer to a five. I mean, what do you do to eat to 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 take up those twenty minutes? I think it's probably more Kendall Brown going to that spot. There you yeah, go. I think it, yeah, I think it's you go to a smaller lineup, so you would have probably Kendall, but then you might have you know Jeremy and um, uh, Matthew Meyer in there. So that's still a pretty decent size front line. I mean, I don't know if if you guys noticed, but Texas. I think their tallest starter was six seven, so it's not like you know. But now, if you come up against some team with this monster at center, it it could be a it could be a lot of trouble, and you don't have the fouls to give anymore. You know, that's that's the other thing with Jonathan is is there's three or four fouls that you could 
you know, almost kind of count on every game that who's who's going to have those fouls. So with a with a team that was already short on depth, and then you lose another guy. Um, yeah, like you said, it's a huge blow, and um, yeah, you just have to count on other guys to step up. You know, uh, I don't think he's ready to take a lot of minutes, but you know, does Zach love the? Um, do you throw him out there at least try to get him, you know, five minutes or something? I mean, he's big, so um, I don't know, guys. I, I don't know what the answer is right now, but uh, like you said, I think Flo plays has to play more minutes. He's got to stay out of foul trouble, and then I think you know you probably go with some smaller lineups, uh, you know, with two or three of the guards in there with, uh, you know, the two freshmen, Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan. Does this change the game plan for Coach Drew going forward, or do they stay within the game plan that they've been all season long and just try to just simplify the approach a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I don't think you change, not at this point. I mean, this far into the season. And, and you know, they, they kind of do what they do anyway. Um, you know, obviously – I think you have to be more careful, obviously. I mean, you can't be maybe as aggressive on defense as you'd like to be in that, you know, that can hurt you because if you, you know, if you're not playing that way, which is kind of the way they play, then yeah, it could definitely affect you on defense side. So, but yeah, I, I do think they just stay with what they do. Um, you know, obviously you're de- and they've kind of dealt with it all year though, guys. I mean, the last time they had them all available was like maybe the first game in January or something. So, I mean, it's been a while since you had the whole rotation. Um, this is just a key piece that, you know, cause you didn't have hardly any depth inside. And now, you know, basically other than flow, you don't really have a true, you know, backup center. Do you think heading to Lubbock, you know, tomorrow or on Wednesday night is going to be like perfect timing in a sense because you're going to have to adapt, right? Like you're going to have to learn at jail and throw these guys in position and you're going to do that in a hostile environment. You're going to do that against a team where we saw we know how good Santos Silva is inside. You think this is a good way for them to kind of figure out because this is what you're going to be walking into going forward in March Madness? Well, I, actually, I think ideally you'd like a little easier game than this, but no, I think you're right, Garrett. Uh, you know, it does get them prepared for what they're going to see the rest of the way. Cause, and, and I think it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Tech approaches this game as well. You know, do they um, – you know, I think a lot of teams are going to go right at flow and try to get him in foul trouble because, you know, then you don't have really any options. You have to go with the smaller lineup. So, I don't know what Tech's game plan would be. Um, but, yeah, I think this will be a big test. And, and, you know, obviously Baylor's going to be motivated. Tech beat them on their home court. So I, I think this is a game you won't have any problem motivating them or getting them up. But that's just – that is such a tough place to play. I mean, particularly when Tech is a good basketball team. I'm not so sure they're not a great basketball team this year. So um, this will be a tough one. Um, but, you know, I think this last week was big in terms of bouncing back because they played so badly at Kansas to bounce back and – and get the wins that you did this week, uh, you know, beating Kansas State and beating on the road and then coming back and, and beating Texas, again, shorthanded. I know I know, uh, LJ is listed day-to-day, but do you get any sense of when he may be available? I mean, that's 14 or 15 points a night that's, that's right. not available to you. And that would be, you know, huge if they could get him back to kind of – I mean, it's not – obviously not the same position. It's not the same player. But just to get, like you said, just to get those points back, I don't know, Tom. I mean, you know, obviously he hasn't even suited up for the last five. So it's not like 
you know, you're really close to getting him back. Um, I know Scott has said that he's been doing more and more in practice. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I know he keeps saying that it's a pain tolerance and, you know, I'm sure with, I mean, he broke his foot last summer, so I'm sure there is a lot of pain there. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, do we, you know, do you get him back by the end of February? I don't, I don't know. I mean, but it would be big to get those points back because even though the rest of your guards have played well, even, you know, Dale Bonner off the bench has given them some good minutes, but, uh, you know, having LJ back and a guy that, you know, at times can kind of carry you, um, that would be a big help. When you look at this basketball team, does it change how you approach the Big 12 tournament? And I'm not saying you go into the Big 12 tournament and, and have, you know, the idea that, okay, whatever happens is, is fine with us. We probably, right. you know, like it did last year, you, you got the opportunity to rest and, and heal up a little bit before you made that run. But right. now you might need those minutes on the floor with these guys to gel a little bit through the Big 12 tournament. Does it change your approach at all? Ward, I think it depends on what they do the rest of the way. I mean, you know, if they're, you know, and, and I think they'll still be, you know, in the hunt for a Big 12 championship. You know, if you win a Big 12 championship, even a share of it, you know, I'm not sure that you put all your eggs in the basket of a Big 12 tournament. But like you said, that's another, you know, maybe couple, three games that you can really, you know, start to gel with what you have. So, I mean, but I, I still think that it's going to depend on what they do the rest of the way and, and, and you know, how this maybe they do gel over these, you know, next six games and, and you, and you go into the tournament with a lot of confidence. Um, but yeah, it's going to depend on what they do these last six games, you know, or, and they're right there. I mean, they, they have a chance to win a big 12 championship and I don't think they're going to give up that, but um, you know, I, Scott has not never seemed like he's been a guy that will not, not necessarily throw in the towel, but I mean, he's, he's going to go for it. Like, I, I can remember years where they weren't very good and they still played really well in the tournament. So he's been a good tournament coach. So I, I would be, I would be surprised if he doesn't like go for it in the big 12 tournament to win a big 12 tournament title, which would be a big deal. Um, so yeah, but let's see what these next couple of weeks um, show us. Jerry, I'll switch gears on you a little bit. How about that opening weekend for coach Moore and the softball team? I, that was great because, I, I mean, we had talked to him, uh, I guess, earlier in the week, um, John Warner and I from the trip, and and I, and I think he likes this team. He likes the idea of being able to teach and coach because, you know, when you do have those older, more set-in-their-ways teams, it's a little harder to teach them. This is a group that he's got to teach, and, I, you know, I think he saw, you know, a lot of people step up, uh, you know, uh, Aaliyah Benford throwing a two-hitter, Casey West in the last game throwing a complete game, uh, one-hitter, and that's one that can you know also play in the outfield. So I thought they had a lot of players step up. Mackenzie Wilson in center field I think is going to be really good. So, yeah, I think it was – now let's look at the competition too. I think this is a tournament you should have gone 4-0. But they, you know, they were fairly dominant in going four zero. So we'll see um, this next week. I mean, they got Oregon here next weekend, so that that'll be a huge test. They play at uh, SFA on Tuesday, but you know, getting Oregon in here, you know, that that will tell you how good this team is. Uh, Nikki Collins' team, Jerry, uh, they were in a tight one for three quarters, and then that fourth quarter, they just flat took West Virginia to the woodshed. Yeah, it was amazing because, you know, and it even got 
pretty tight there in the fourth quarter at one point, and then they kind of turned the Jets on and said, see ya. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, they were dominant, like you said, in that fourth quarter. And I was looking guys at the second half because, you know, they, they finished well enough in the third quarter that they outscored them by six in that quarter. So the second half was 46 to 29, you know? So, I mean, they dominated in that half, you could say, you know, when they beat them up there, they beat them by 33 up there. Well, you know, you beat them by 17 in the second half. You just didn't have a very good first half. And I thought West Virginia played really well. Mike Carey is not ever going to give up. Mike Carey is going to play you really good defense, and that's what they did. They they kind of, you know, bumped you and, and, you know, tried to get you out of your game. They want to make it ugly, and they did for a half, even maybe three quarters. It was an ugly game, but then, you know, Baylor – you know, found a new gear there in that fourth quarter and, and really, you know, just kind of ran away with it. Does it feel like that this team's more comfortable in their own skin right now? I do. Yeah. I think they're, they're very comfortable and, you know, it's, it's kind of been a process, you know, early in the year and even the start of conference and stuff, uh, you know, they were struggling to kind of find who they are and, you know, just, you know, really kind of play together and all those things. And, I think they are. I mean, when you look at this week, you know, beating K-State, that's a team that beats you on the road, and you beat them by 45. So, I mean, this was a really good week. I know that first half against West Virginia wasn't great, but you kind of weathered the storm, and then you did what you're supposed to do in the fourth quarter. So, I think when you look at this week, it tells you that that they are kind of getting there. And, And, again, they're right in the hunt for a – Big 12 title, you got Oklahoma, or you got Iowa State now ahead, and you're tied with Oklahoma. So, um, you know, with six games to play, and and they, I looked at the schedules, they have the easiest schedule by far. Um, They only play two teams that look like they're headed to the uh, uh, NCAA tournament, and and there are other teams that are playing three, four teams. So, and and I know one of Baylor's is, is at home. So, yeah, I think they've got a very favorable schedule the rest of the way, and they got a chance, you know, to win at least a share of their 12th straight conference championship. Hey, what do you got in the insider for us? Um, I've got uh, a story on Alvin Brooks coming up. He's, uh, you know, obviously been with Scott the last five or six years. His dad is now the head coach at Lamar, so doing a feature on him, one of the getting-to-know features, that'll be probably posted on, on Tuesday. Um, so that and then – Man, Tommy, we talk about those weekends. This is this is one of them with baseball <laughs> and softball at home. Baseball opening up, you know. Oh, Maryland this weekend. All the other sports. Yeah, we, we just in our building on Saturday we have five broadcasts, five Baylor broadcasts just on Saturday. Oh my god, oh. is that crazy? <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. It's that time. Springtime. Welcome, welcome to yeah, spring. Welcome. Hey, yeah. Jerry. Thanks. Appreciate your time today, as always. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. That is Jerry Hill, a view from the Hill, uh, from the Baylor Bear Insider and the Director of Sports Journalism. He was talking about how Baylor started to create some separation on the women's side in the third quarter. Realized in the third quarter, they were 4 of 16 from the field. Not very good, but they were 7 of 8 from the free throw line. When you make your free throws, good things happen. So, All right, uh, 7.50. We're 10 away from 8. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. I've got to do this today. I've got to call Circle Drug because I forgot. I was supposed to do it Thursday, and I forgot. I was supposed to do it Friday, and I forgot. I was going to do it Saturday. Saturday, and I forgot. 
I've got to call today and get, you know what? And I promise you, they're going to take care of me. Circle Drug is at 3211 Robinson Drive. It's your one-stop shop for all your pharmacy and medical supply needs. They've got free delivery to your home or to your office. Uh, prescription compounding. They've got diabetic shoes and inserts. They've got, uh, they'll do all the vaccines for you. All of that stuff is available at uh, Circle, Circle Drug Pharmacy. And, and that's what I'm telling you. It's a full-service pharmacy with a great selection of over-the-counter medications and friendly customer service. And you know what? If you got a question, you, you're, you're, it, it may not have anything to do with the prescription. You may be looking for something in the um, – in the over-the-counter uh, department, and you know, and you're just not sure. I'm telling you, pharmacists will come out and, and visit with you and kind of give you some uh, some advice there. That's that's just kind of the way they do things. It's kind of that old-fashioned customer service first type thing, and that's what Doc Ever and his staff now do. And it, and it just it just feels like that old-fashioned drugstore that uh, that you remember. It's it's that kind of stuff. Fast, friendly customer service. And again, I love their store hours. They're open Monday through Friday from nine until six, and Saturday from nine until two. They realize you've got to work. And so they're going to be available for you, 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 2 on Saturday. Here's the phone number. If you got a question or if you want to go ahead and, and make that change, they'd love to hear from you, 254-662-0774, 254-662-0774. We're talking about Circle Drug. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 17th, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and baseball coach Steve Rodriguez. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. Now is the time to join their team with current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at halmet.com slash Waco Careers. Halmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Cold weather is here, and so is time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Call Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate at 254-301-7760 or check them out on the web at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect, Universal Windows Direct. 
It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20 in the Super Bowl to win their second NFL championship in five trips to the title game. Former University High School head football coach Leroy Coleman passed away on Saturday. He was 74. Coleman was also an assistant coach at La Vega during two state championship seasons. Baylor's 17-point win over Texas on Saturday may prove costly as Jonathan Chamwachachua left the game with an apparent knee injury. No word yet on how long he may miss due to the injury. A local basketball showdown at the Highlands Gym this evening as McLennan hosts Temple. The women's game starts at 5 o'clock with the men's tip-off at 7. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.56, welcome back in. This is game time. Ward, you know, one of the commercials that I forgot to mention, I'm going to get your thoughts on, was the the, the local commercial. I, I say local. Uh, it was the HEB spot with, with George Strait. You, did you remember that one? Yeah, that was good. Uh, it, it, what what did she say? Where did you get that guitar? And he said, I'm never without one or something like <laughs> yeah. that. I thought, what a great line. What a great line. All right. So, uh, Garrett, and again, a little later on, Randy Robertson from Innovation is going to join us, and he's going to break down all the commercials for us. He always does that for us. And so we're going to do that with Randy coming up a little later on in the program. But Ward, uh, uh, Garrett said that he, he noted his top five commercials. Let's hear them. All right. Number five, the E-Tray Baby. I'll give that one. That was number five. Uh, number four, King George, the HEB. I think we can all relate as Texans. If you're leaving the state, you load up on HEB goods. I mean, you're not going to get them. Number three had to be the Big Lebowski spin. Ward, that was your favorite one. You had Peyton Manning. When you have Serena walking in like that, that was phenomenal. Uh, NFL Kids. This one was like a, a flashback to the childhood mm-hmm. where you used to have the NFL backyard games and stuff. So they come out of the screen. Nintendo. Uh, yeah, it, it, you had that. It, it, you had Walter Payton's sweetness jumping back in the screen. That was number two. And I mentioned it earlier. My favorite, hands down, was the Silverado, Chevy Silverado with the Sopranos. I, I loved it. There Did you, you notice there was a lot of electric car commercials? There was yes. a lot. And Bitcoin. In fact, I don't, I don't think there was a regular car commercial. Every one of them was electric. But that's what I mean. It's welcome to the new world. That's where we're at. <laughs> welcome to the new no, world. No, thank you. <laughs> we we just sailed here the other day. Welcome to the new world. <laughs> Seven fifty-eight. John's got today's Baylor sports beat. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up a busy weekend and a successful weekend in Baylor Athletics, but a bittersweet victory for Baylor men's basketball. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. 
So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m., live from Rudy's in Waco, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat. It was a big win, but a bittersweet victory for Scott Drew and Baylor men's basketball Saturday in the Farrell Center. The Bears recorded their nation-leading ninth Quadrant One win of the year with an 80-63 win over 20th-ranked Texas in front of a sellout crowd in the Farrell Center. But early in the first half of the game, Baylor's Jonathan Chumwa Chachua went out with a season-ending knee injury Here's Bears head coach, Scott Drew. Well, really, really proud of the team's effort. Really proud of how they stepped up when John went out, but uh, bittersweet um, as a coach. Uh, I think all parents can relate to um, whenever you see your child or one of your players get hurt like that and they work so hard. Um, don't know uh, the severity of it, but obviously it didn't look good. So our hearts go out and prayers go out to them and hope for the best. As far as today, I thought defensively really did a good job, and uh, I thought Flo really did a great job uh, uh, picking up for John when he went out and staying out of foul trouble. And um, I thought uh, uh, we were able to get a lead and then really credit uh, uh, the guys for uh, um, staying locked in because Coach Beard does a great job changing stuff up and adjusting, and, you know, they're going to keep competing to the end. Scott Drew following Saturday's 80-63 win over Texas in the Farrell Center. Next up, the Bears headed to Lubbock to play Texas Tech on Wednesday evening. Also Saturday in the Farrell Center, the Baylor women continued to roll, knocking off West Virginia 75-57 the final score. Also over the weekend, Baylor softball opened a new season going 4-0 at a tournament in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Baylor men's tennis with two big wins at home over Tulsa and 7th-ranked Virginia. Baylor women's tennis, two wins on the road at Denver and at Colorado. Baylor equestrian ties TCU but loses the meet on raw scores. And Baylor men's golf opens play today at the Border Olympics in Laredo. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Recently on the John Moore Show. Fran Priscilla, our guest, ESPN color analyst, best in the country at uh, doing that for college basketball, and we appreciate every opportunity he has to come through Waco. It's all cyclical. Everything in college basketball at the power conference level is cyclical, except that over the last eight or nine years, it's been clear that the Big 12 analytically is either one or two. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. 
Each new year brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, we'll help you find new opportunities to meet your goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Just after 8 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas, Tom Ward and Gary, we're glad you're with us. We are in the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat Studios. Allen Samuels, your friend in the car business and your home for power, performance, and reliability with the 2022 Ram 1500. You can check it out at uh, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. Again, 201 West Loop 340. Uh, We were there yesterday. We just walked a lot yesterday looking at the vehicles and a great selection of vehicles at Allen Samuels. AllenSamuelsDCJ.com, your friend in the car business. All right, Uh, we welcome into the program – Former head coach of the uh, Waco Lions, Coach Johnny Tusa. First of all, I tried to reach Coach Tusa yesterday, but he said with the with the Super Bowl, he's going to go lock his his cell. He did. He locked his cell phone in his truck so nobody would bother him. I love that. That's awesome. Is, 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 am I am I accurate with that, Coach Tusa? Uh, you are uh, partially accurate, Tom. Usually, I just forget it in there, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can count it as locking it in, but. Uh, Quite frankly, I just forgot it. But uh, anyway, it worked. It worked out. All right. Hey, uh, let's take a second here and uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Coach Leroy Coleman. And I was I was thinking about it last night. He spent what thirty years at university. You were in the Waco ISD program. You're uh, in a lot of ways. Your careers kind of paralleled each other, didn't they? Well, they did, uh, Tom. We uh, pretty much uh, came in together and uh, kind of uh, both. uh, uh, went our own ways after that, but uh, for the better part of uh, three decades, uh, I, th- uh, I think our, our careers did parallel, and uh, we were, uh, 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 for the most part, we were non-competitors until we got in the same district or or uh, renewed that rivalry, and uh, it was uh, it was always uh, it was always a friendly a friendly rivalry because uh, he and I had gotten to be really good friends. Uh, we confided in each other, and uh, we uh, talked about situations because we we both had similar um, similar situations, and we had uh, similar uh, problems or uh, 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 things to deal with. So uh, it was uh, it was one of those deals, uh, Tom, where we uh, we kind of grew into the profession together, and uh, uh, start you know started out. Uh, uh, humbly, and then um, both of us were uh, able to achieve a uh, certain amount of success, and uh, in our own rights. And uh, that I was always, uh, I was always happy when they were successful, and uh, I, I would think that probably he thought the same about us. And how important was that to have somebody that you knew was was walking down the same path that you were? Uh, when it comes to some of these these issues and these things that you had to deal with, yeah, well, that's you know that's that's a comforting thought uh, to have somebody who uh, who uh, when you uh, 
uh, asked questions or, uh, or brought up scenarios that they knew exactly what you were talking about, and uh, and more often than not, they they probably had experienced some of the same um, same some problems or situations, and it was uh, and you know you could draw up on uh, uh, the uh, the the way that uh, someone someone else handled a situation that might be beneficial to you or vice versa. But we were uh, we were able to uh, uh, do that uh, on. On, on many occasions, you know, because uh, we met together uh, when we were both coordinators. Uh, we met with the AD together. Those meetings w- would be uh, 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 held, and, and we both would uh, have our input. But uh, uh, we talked over many a situation, and uh, we, uh, of course, we had to collaborate on stadiums and things of that nature, and we were always able to work that uh, out where we 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 played in when they played out and vice versa and uh, it's just there's just so many minute uh, and small um, happenings that uh, that we had to collaborate on and you know you, when you think back uh, uh, that relationship that we had was uh, uh, was amazing because uh, I, I can't uh, I can't remember um, uh, any contentious moments. Uh, if any, and uh, uh, that uh, that says a lot over over that period of time. We were talking about it this morning, Coach, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, when it come to Coach Coleman, uh, he, yeah, he wanted to win football games. Who who doesn't? But I, I, I think his number one goal always was and was uh, he wanted to make sure that that these kiddos that came through the program were going to leave there uh, as quality young men and, and, and young men that were able to go out into the community and be successful. Yeah, there was no question that uh, that he uh, he he uh, wanted to do that, had that quality, wanted to be a transformer, uh, and he was quite successful at it. He had that type of demeanor about him. You know, I I never heard him stand up in front of a crowd. And of course, you know, we used to be part of uh, Butch Henry's crying towel, and uh, co- uh, Coach would always stand up and say, you know, uh, I'm Leroy Coleman. I'm here on behalf of. Uh, University, I uh, represent University High School and Waco Independent School District. He was very proud of the fact that he was uh, the head coach of University High School. He was very much proud of the fact that he was a member of uh, of the team uh, in the Waco ISD. He was, uh, and you you said it best. He he was more about people than he was about winning. Therefore, he was able to do a lot of winning because he was about people. If that makes any sense. Uh, I think it comes. I think I think you have to be uh, a person that uh, cares about people before you can care about uh, uh, any type of uh, success on the field. Because the kids have to trust you, they have to believe in you, and uh, I think he genuinely loved uh, each and every person that he was around, and uh, and he was always able to uh, uh, surround himself with a uh, with a very good uh, coaching staff. Coach, a sad day in uh, in uh, Waco ISD, and we uh, we appreciate your time today. You're more than welcome. You guys have a great day. Thanks so much. That is Coach Johnny Tusa reflecting on uh, uh, the late Leroy Coleman, and again, uh, he, you know, he gave so much to to this community, and and uh, he's going to be sorely missed. All right, uh, ten minutes after eight o'clock, eight ten, as we continue talking about the uh, Super Bowl. Ward, why did the Rams win the football game? Well, I think first and foremost, they stayed within themselves. They didn't panic when OBJ went out. Uh, they had to make some adjustments. And, you know, Sean McVay said it in 
going into the locker room at halftime, we've got to be better on early downs. And, and they weren't uh, going into the locker room in that second quarter. They just weren't very good uh, on first and second down. And part of that in due to what the Bengals were doing on defense to them, shutting that running game down for the most part and, you know, putting the onus on Matthew Stafford to make some throws that, you know, he was trying to make adjustments on the fly with OBJ out, you know, then all of a sudden you look up and Cooper Cups double teamed the entire game and he was – you know, a little bit hesitant there in the second and third quarter to, you know, force the issue because he didn't want to turn the football over because that's the last thing you want to do is give it back to Joe Burrow in that offense. So, you know, he was looking around trying to find somebody to step up and take the game. Well, that didn't happen. And so on that final drive, they just said, okay, this is the only way we're going to be able to get it done. We're going to have to throw it in double coverage. And uh, it, it's these two guys playing in the backyard and going after it. And they were able to do that. He was 4 of 4 to cup. Uh, for 39 yards and a touchdown on that final drive. And then Cup adds that seven-yard uh, run on fourth down to keep that drive going. So, you know, they decided that, you know, look, this is how we got here, and this is, you know, the hand we're dealt. We're going to just have to play it and see how it goes from there. So they were able to get that done. Defensively, I thought it was a genius move, and I think that this won the game for them more than anything else, uh, maybe even more than that last drive. That had to get done, but – they had to find a way to stop Joe Burrow, and he was getting the ball out of his hands in less than two seconds, and it was just something the Rams could not handle at, at the time. You know, they were trying to do some things, and, and it just was not working. The secondary was getting stretched because of the man-to-man coverage they were having to play. And up front, they were getting frustrated, weren't they? Well, they were, and, and, it, and it was not because, you know, not because of what they were doing. They were still kind of winning some battles, but by the time they got there, it was just too late. They weren't getting there quick enough. So what they did is they moved to that left side of the line. They stacked it over and put Von Miller on the outside on the edge rusher there and, and made their center have to account to the left side, which gave them some one-on-one opportunities on the right side. And when you give Aaron Donald one-on-one opportunities, he's going to win more of those than you are. And he proved it. And, in fact, he came up with two, two of the biggest plays in the game, that third down stop. Uh, on third and one, pulling the guy back and not letting him lean forward for that first down because if he just falls forward, you know, if Donald doesn't really work and pull him back, if he just falls forward, that's another four downs for Joe Burrow, and who knows what happens at that point. But that was a huge play, and then getting the sack to 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 force – or not really getting the sack, force the ball out of his hands, which really could have been a sack anyway. The ball was not going to go anywhere. Uh, that play – there, back-to-back from Aaron Donald, won the Rams the Super Bowl, and that's why they won. That defensive adjustment gave them the opportunity, gave the offense an opportunity to to get back on track and make the adjustments that they had to make to, to get the game done. But I think it was the defensive adjustment on that defensive line that gave them the Super Bowl. So the Rams win it, and now you, you look and, and I – I want to see over the next few weeks what the Rams roster looks like uh, when this thing is all said and done. Because I think it's going to be depleted. And I, 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 don't, I don't think it's necessarily just their roster. I think you're going to see a lot of their coaching staff, you know, come and get poached as well. Well, and you speaking of coaching staff, Sean McVay, I mean, he, he, he caught some grief. I mean, what was he, 34 when he, when he took him to the first mm-hmm. Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Uh, and – Look, he admitted. He said, "Hey, we did too much." Da da da. W- what did you think of the game that he not only called as it's basically the offensive coordinator, but 
the the game that he managed yesterday. I thought it was outstanding. So did I. I so, thought he did a good job. I mean, look, you you you're missing two of your top receivers, and you got to find a way to get it done. And he tried. I mean, he absolutely tried to to get it to other guys. They used the tight end well, and they still kept him honest. They stayed within themselves in the running game. He didn't quit. Just say, oh, okay, we're not we're not going anywhere at the running game. They continued to hand the ball off, and if for nothing else, just to keep them honest, because he knew that you know he had an opportunity with Matthew Stafford to make a play, even if it was third and mm-hmm. six or more. He he felt confident enough that he was going to be able to make that play, but you still had to run the ball. And, and look, we've seen it with the Cowboys; they completely abandon the running game, don't hand the ball off. Well, what does the defense do? Well, they just tee off on you, mm-hmm. and Pin here they those come. Ears back. Absolutely, and they didn't; they weren't able to do that because of the fact they had to respect the run. Because if they didn't, you know, the Rams' running backs are very capable of of breaking one. And you saw on that final drive; I think I thought it was a huge play as well when they did hand the ball off there on that last run that they had. He broke it off for what, twelve yards, yeah. and, and got him a first and goal to goal inside the ten yard line. Biggest run of the game. They were by trying far. to rodeo him to the ground instead of tackling him. I kept saying, "Get him on the ground." It, it, I thought that you know, and a lot of coaches would have never handed that ball off, but he did, and so I, I, you know, you got to give him a lot of credit for being able to understand what he had to do to make those adjustments, and and he made them, and and finally he just said, "Look, okay, here we go." I'm just going to call Cup's number, and and you decide if it's a good throw or not, and make it. And Stafford and Cup took that game over. They did. I think for me, the the biggest surprise in the game in general was all the talk leading up to it was the Rams' defensive line, the pressure they're going to be putting on. But Cincinnati's defensive line had Stafford running for his life. They did. I thought that was to me that was one of the biggest well, and they they got to him early. They got to him early, Mm -hmm. and look, it was a heck of a football game. It was a fun football game, uh, you know, especially for us who our our teams never make it. So uh, <laughs> it's been but, a while, <laughs> but they will next year because they're 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 gonna just stop. Give me a break. Stop okay. it. Okay. All right. Uh, eight sixteen. Sixteen minutes after eight, uh, we're gonna jump back in and talk some more hoops coming up in just a couple of minutes. But right now, let's talk about a good old fashioned double R hamburger. Eighteen ten herring, best burgers in Waco, and again, they're they're not gonna cook that burger until you order it, and then they're gonna ask you, "Hey, how do you want it? You want it with mayonnaise? You want it with mustard? You want it with ketchup? You want all three? Two out of the three? Do you want uh, onions? You want grilled onions? You want jalapenos? I mean, how do you want? They're going to cook it to your specifications. And, and again, like as we mentioned, they're not. You know, they don't have forty hamburgers wrapped in 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 you know in paper and sitting under a heating lamp. And since day before yesterday, like some people, uh, it's it's you know they're gonna they're gonna cook it to your specifications. And again, they've got to, some kind of secret seasoning that they put on it, and it makes it the best burger in Waco. They can uh, hey, they've got catering too. And maybe you got a big event coming up. Maybe you got a graduation party. Maybe you got a wedding coming up and you you want outstanding food. And you're saying, "Well, I don't think I want a burger for for this catering event." No, look, when they cater, they can cook anything you want. I mean anything you want. So, if you got you got uh, a catering coming up, call David or call Perry and and let them talk to you about it. The phone number by the way is 254-753-1603. 254- Seven five three one six zero three for double R old fashioned hamburgers. It's also the number to call if you want to uh, place your order to go. You call that phone number and, and uh, 
They'll, they'll take great care of you. Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're at 1810 Herring. The next couple days will feature some warm weather, dry air, and plenty of sunshine. Temperatures today reaching right around 71 degrees, and tomorrow we're looking at a high of 73. Breezy conditions will last now through midweek as we anticipate our next system to move in Wednesday night into Thursday. That will bring a chance of rain and some strong, possibly severe thunderstorms. Make sure to join me on Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for all the latest forecast updates. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball all season long. The Baylor women home in the Farrell Center Wednesday for a rescheduled game with TCU. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday on 104.9 FM. Baylor Women's Basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm. This Wednesday on 104.9 FM. This is your 54th District Judge, Susan Kelly. Appointed to the court by Governor Greg Abbott, I've worked hard to manage and move the docket even during COVID. Board certified in criminal law by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and past president of the Waco Bar Association, you can be sure I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. Early voting starts February 14th, so be my valentine and vote for justice. Keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with case construction equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. I miss my baby, someone stole my baby By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck That was literally stolen from a job site Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds But with 30-plus customizable coverage options Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com I love my sweetheart, by the way, that's my riding lawnmower Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Kanek, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade & Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Here at La Fiesta, our recipe for being happy and stress-free is a bowl of chili con queso and a plate of enchiladas or steaming fajitas. Pick some up on your way home so you don't have to cook. Order online at LaFiesta.com. Call ahead or dine in and get any of your La Fiesta favorites. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located in Waco at 3815 Franklin Avenue. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina, where passion is our most important ingredient. LaFiesta.com. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. And again, uh, both uh, Baylor men and Baylor women 
come out on top and they're victorious in their games at the Ferrell Center on Saturday. The only negative news is the uh, the injury to Jonathan Chamwachachwa, and it is a season-ending knee injury that's going to require surgery this week. But, guys, overall, uh, it was a heck of a win for the Bears. I mean, I thought defensively, I thought they were so good defensively. You Texas couldn't get in the paint, and Texas was forced to to make an extra pass. I mean, look how look how deep the Longhorns went into the shot clock before putting up. You know, you know, and those looks weren't very clean. Now, when they did get clean looks, they didn't exactly make them. But I I thought Baylor's defense was really really good uh, on Saturday. Really, and that's you know. When you talk about a Scott Drew team, what is the first thing you think of? Yeah, they play defense. They play defense. And so, you know, against a team like the Longhorns, you're going to have to do it. And to be on your home court, defend that home floor, we say it all the time, but, you know, it never rings more true. And especially when you're a man down, you've got to be able to find a way to get it done. They did that by playing good defense. After the game, uh, Coach uh, Coach Drew talked with uh, John Morse and Pat Nunley on the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield and talked to, uh, about the win. Well, second chance points didn't work out our way, uh, um, but uh, I, I tell you that we, we shot 50% for the game, and when you shoot 50% for the game, um, good things are going to happen. Um, free throws, we fouled too much, game too many at their line, but we did a great job at the line. Flo, 8 for 11, Matt, 5 for 7, James, 7 for 7, 2 for 2, Dale, 22 for 27. Um, that that 82%, you can win a lot of games shooting free throws like that. Yeah, and then when Flagler and Akinjo combined to go uh, to score 35, you guys are really hard to beat. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, uh, Jay, uh, uh, Adam was really efficient today, a lot of good looks. Uh, um, I thought the guys moved the ball, got him a lot of good looks, and uh, um, James, seven assists again, uh, last game, what, eight? So mm -hmm. that, that's a real critical critical number. Texas, and I didn't realize it at the time, but, yeah, they shot 50% from the floor, and Baylor was 22 of 27 from the free throw line. That's going to win you some basketball games. Absolutely. Absolutely. you got to be able to, you know, close games out, and that's one way you can do it uh, and, and be able to, 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 to make those free throws. And it does a couple of things when you're making the free throws. Uh, when that clock is stopped, it's a, it's, it, it's a benefit for the team – it's trailing, and it was a benefit for Texas. So if you don't take advantage of those, it works out to be in their favor. So they don't mind sending you to the line. They're going to roll the dice uh, because it gives them a chance to maybe close the gap with the clock stopped. And so Baylor was able to connect on those. Those are huge. To me, it was also not just one or two people, right? It was the entire yeah, team everybody. that was hitting free throws. So when mm -hmm. you're in that situation and you're Texas and you're who, down, who you, you don't pick? want to foul. <laughs> yeah, who do you pick, yeah. right? So, and, and the other the other thing is that, that you know we talked about this with Jeff Howe from uh, from uh, Hookem two four seven uh, on, on Thursday or Friday. This is a Texas defense again. Welcome to the Big Twelve, but it's a Texas defense that gives up fifty nine or sixty points a game, and Baylor put an 80, 80 spot on them. They were on fire, and to me, I think Adam Flagler really in the first half kind of set the tone scoring-wise. He got a little cold in the second half, but that's when you had James Akinjo step up, and those were really crucial points down the end of the game for Akinjo. Uh, Flagler comes out, he hits that big three that really kind of put the Longhorns to bed, in my opinion. But uh, seeing Akinjo get going on the offense in the second half to make up for Flagler going cold was really crucial. But 
the passes, man, the assist. Kenjo being a facilitator has been really remarkable over the past couple of games. I, I mentioned Texas with the extra pass going deep into shot clocks. Uh, they did have 22 from the paint, but it sure seemed like it was hard for them to get the ball down in there. And it may they may have been able to do it, but it took them some time to do it, and it took that extra pass. And, and a lot of times you're, you're not getting that great look mm-hmm. uh, when, when that was happening. But uh, I just thought Baylor played tremendous defense. And they took Texas out of their defense. And yeah. when, you, when you can do that, you're going to win a game. And then later in the afternoon, uh, Nikki Collins' team, again, we were talking about it. It was tied at halftime. Uh, and then in the third quarter, Baylor was only 4 of 16 from the field, but they were able to hit their free throws. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, Baylor took over the game 29-18 uh, to 18 in the fourth to uh, to pull away for an 18-point win. After the game, Nikki Collin talked about her team's victory. You know, we didn't turn the basketball over, which it's amazing to have eight turnovers against West Virginia. But I will say this, some of our shots in the first half, were turnovers, you know, like they were quick shots, no rebounders, you know, like we, you know, and, and some of those shots you have to take late in the shot clock, but we weren't late in the shot clock on a lot of them, off balance, falling down, you know, looking for a foul. Um, and so, you know, I think it was some of that, like you go from a game where Kansas State played zone and we settled in and we made shots and the ball moved and we were super comfortable to a team that just jumped in our shorts and pressured the ball. And, you know, when they fought over screens, man, they hit screens. They, you know, it was just a physical battle. And we weren't rebounding. You know, we just didn't rebound. Nikki Collin talking about the performance of her team. What is that? Uh, they, you know, they started the season 0-2. And, and since then, they have won 9 of 10 ball games in conference play. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's just it's a matter of getting healthy. It's a matter of establishing some rhythm, your uh, chemistry. Your and I think they're firing on all cylinders right now. This is a really dangerous team, and when they're hitting their shots, they can beat anybody in the country. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they can do going into March. Ward and Alyssa Smith and Queen Egbo both double doubles. And Alyssa has 30 and 12 in the game. I mean, she she was she was on fire. 30 and 12 for Nelissa Smith. Queen had uh Queen had 13 and 12. So and, and then again uh Jordan Lewis had 18 points. So it was uh again a, a great team effort, but this team, you know, it was it was again what a one-point game at halftime mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then they started kind of pulling away in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter they got it done. Yeah, they took over. And that's what good teams do, right? Yeah. I mean, and if you are able to do that, you're going to win more games than not. And, again, like we asked Jerry Hill, I think you're seeing this team start to feel more comfortable. You're seeing this team start to understand each each one of their roles a little bit better. And, you know, this this could be very fun to watch down the stretch. All right, so the Bears and uh, both Bears, the uh, Baylor men and Baylor women, win over the weekend. And they're both back in action on Wednesday. I believe the women play TCU. The men are on the road, and they'll play Texas Tech uh, in Lubbock on Wednesday. Both those games available either here on ESPN Central Texas or over on our sister station, Star 104.9, for the women's game. Uh, Coming up, and again, uh, I think you mentioned it with Jerry Hill, Glenn Morse, Mm -hmm. softball team wins four games. Baseball opens this weekend with – the Terps of Maryland, Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. And uh, Coach Steve Rodriguez is going to join John Morris this afternoon at 315 
on uh, the John Moore Show. So that'll be coming up this afternoon at 3.15. All right, uh, it is 8.29. And coming up in just a couple of minutes, we are going to visit with uh, Randy Robertson from Innovations uh, Marketing. And uh, he's going to break down the commercials for us. We're, we, we do it every year. We have since, I think, 1972 or 73, whatever it is. Uh, so it, it, Randy would join us here in a few minutes. But uh, right now, we're going to talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe. They've been serving Central Texas since 1943. You know, and, and one of the, we, that's four generations, by the way. And one of the cool things about Pioneer Steel and Pipe is, like so many of the great businesses uh, in the community, uh, the Emory family loves to give back. I, I saw John emory uh friday afternoon he was part of a a cook team that was cooking for the uh for the big mcclennan county 4-h and and livestock show that we were at on friday john was there giving up his time and his effort and in his in uh in you know there was all kinds of uh, great guys that were there ted teague was there from from alan samuels uh helping to cook so it, they have a cook team and, and it's just a cool deal but Again, giving back to the community, and that's what uh, that's what Pioneer Steel and Pipe is all about. They built their reputation one customer at a time. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers. And uh, he told me that one of the hot things still is those barn dominiums. Uh, and if you're building a metal building or a barn dominium and don't know how to get started, contact uh, John or, or Braden Emery at uh, Pioneer Steel and Pipe, and they will... They will put you on the right track. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has two great locations. They're down in Bryan and also here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday, 730 until 5, Saturday 8 until noon. And you can check them out 24-7 at pioneerboys.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rose joining us, Director of Athletics at Baylor. He wants to be here, and uh, I, I certainly think we're, we're blessed that, that he's our head coach. Okay, I interpret all that you just said is an eight-year deal. Okay, that's kind of what I'm going with. Mm, <laughs> might be on to something. <laughs> okay, good, good. My instincts are, are on. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's time to save on the powerfully versatile Kubota M7 tractor with up to 168 horsepower, superior loader lift capacity, and operator-friendly controls and comfort. The hardworking M7. Built right, built ready. Now get the Kubota M7 tractor for zero down and 0% APR for 60 months, plus $8,000 loyalty cash reward. Now through March 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Each new year brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, we'll help you find new opportunities to meet your goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you? Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, 
I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Lakeyear Drive in Waco. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive-through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday, and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20 in the Super Bowl to win their second NFL championship in five trips to the title game. Former University High School head football coach Leroy Coleman passed away on Saturday. He was 74. Baylor's 17-point win over Texas on Saturday may prove costly as Jonathan Chamwa Chachua left the game with an apparent knee injury. No word yet on how long he may miss due to the injury. A local basketball showdown at the Highlands Gym this evening as McLennan hosts Temple. The women's game starts at 5 o'clock with the men's tip-off at 7. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 836. Welcome back into the program. This is Game Time with Tom Garrett and Ward. We're glad you're with us as we roll through a uh, Monday morning. Now, there's winners and losers in the Super Bowl, but there's also winners and losers when it comes to the commercial dollars that are being spent. And we we like to break them down and, and, and kind of figure out who won it and who didn't. And for that, we bring into the program Randy Robertson, President, General Manager, CEO, and guy in charge of innovation, marketing, and consulting. Randy, good morning. How are you, my friend? Hey, Tom. I, I like all those titles you're giving me. Yeah, I, I thought. Well, I just figured. You know what? We'll just we'll just lay it all out there for you. So, there hey, you hey go. winners and losers in the in the in the marketing department of Super Bowl Fifty Six. Always fascinating how so many people, different companies, can spend so much money and be so ineffective. <laughs> There were some there were some really good ads, but it is amazing when a company is going to spend six point five million dollars for a thirty second ad and it not be effective. It's just it's just kind of crazy. Give us give us a couple of examples of those that that may not have been as effective as they should have been. Well, the one that you know USA Today. Uh, has an, what they call their ad meter, and they rank. They've got different people that vote on these things. And the the ad that came in last place was the one with the QR code that floated on the screen mm-hmm. for 60 seconds, which they probably get a break for the uh, the you know it's not 13 million, but it it's still going to be between 10 and 
$12 million to run a 60-second ad in the Super Bowl. And I was in the house with a bunch of people, and somebody got their phone, and they checked on what the QR code was. And it was something with cryptocurrency, but there was no no uh, voiceover, no music, nothing. It just it was like the old pong game where the QR code just floated on the screen. Who was who was a big winner in your opinion? Well, the one that rated the best was the Rocket Mortgage ad with Anna Kendrick, with all the little uh, Barbie dolls. And oh, the little kids. Yeah, that was that was ranked uh, 6.82 out of 10. And it was also a 60 second ad. So, you know, it was eight figures on spent on that ad. I don't know what production house or or company did it. But what do you think about the regional ad for H.E.B. with George Strait? Well, I'm in Louisiana for the I was in Louisiana for the weekend, so I didn't see any of the regional ads. Oh, my. So um, I know that usually around halftime that they'll they'll put in the regional, and if somebody wants to spend enough money locally, they can they can get some ads on there also. But um, HEB has I've I've always liked their ads. They do a really good job. Um, I'm not sure exactly who their agency is. I think they're out of Austin, but they do some really good ads. Talking with Randy Robertson uh, as we talk about the commercials. One of the things that I mentioned to the, to the guys, I, I didn't think a lot of them were real funny. I just thought a lot of them were, were clever. It, w- would that be fair? Yeah, and, and funny is really difficult to do. It's I'd much rather try to produce a, a clever ad than try to, to be funny because sometimes, it, a lot of times, it just doesn't work. And the, the one that came in second place was the Amazon ad for Alexa with Colin Yost and Scarlett Johansson. Um, and there, that was kind of clever. In third place, do you remember the ones with the uh, the bag of Doritos falls on the kind of in the jungle and the animals start eating? Oh yeah, yeah. All right, that one was in third place, and that was I thought that was pretty clever, especially with a sloth who's has a reputation of being very slow moving, and then he scoops up the bag and runs up the tree. And so there, there were some cute, cute, funny ads like that. Randy, I thought there was a lot of star power in these ads. And for me personally, my generation, I thought this whole Super Bowl was geared towards us. But the one commercial that stood out to me was the Chevy Silverado with the Sopranos. What were your thoughts on that one? Well, it's it's interesting because that ad and then the one with the uh, Dr. Evil, a lot of people who are just, say, 21 and under probably don't know who those characters are. Mm-hmm. If If you're the generation – that you know who these people are, they can be very effective and very memorable. But that's the biggest challenge on some of these ads. A lot of people may like an ad, and then when you're through watching it, you go, now what company was that? So the you know the goal of an ad is, do you remember the company name at the end of it? Do you, do you have a positive response to the ad? And will you be likely to use their product or the service? That's truly the effectiveness of an ad. Um, some people just, you know, will look, especially in the Super Bowl, will look at an ad and just for the enjoyment of it and see who's going to be the have the funniest ad or the most clever. And um, so, I guess there's lots of different viewpoints on when you watch the Super Bowl how much you enjoy the ads. But 
they've turned into quite an event themselves just to for people to sit around and watch the ads if they're not as interested in sports. You know, Garrett mentioned the the ads with the star power. There were several ads that had mega stars in it. Is that the first time, or did I just miss it, that we've had so many different stars from different aspects in in different ads? Well, I think especially during the Super Bowl, there there's going to be a lot of star power. This year, there were a whole bunch of them, and I think it's kind of a trend. Um, a lot of people may not have recognized Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Zeus in the automobile ad that he was in. Randy, how, how difficult is it in these situations? Like, and you mentioned it off my question, when you're geared towards a certain demographic, uh, what is the planning in that, especially on the platform for the Super Bowl, when you have so many eyes on, do you just say, okay, well, our product is, is looking at this generation? Or how, what is, go walk us through the planning uh, for that. Well, I think any business wants to target their their uh, demographic, and, and but it seems like in the Super Bowl, they're they're it's the largest audience you're ever going to have on television, and so I think most of these companies are trying to make such a huge impact, they're they're less worried about their specific demographic than they are of almost winning a popularity contest. That's that's what so many of these ads seem like, and you're sitting there and you look at some of them and you, there's an Uber Eats ad where they're eating, not the food but just stuff and it was, it just wasn't funny and it was stupid. I don't know who I don't know who they would be targeting <laughs> for something like that. All right, Randy. Uh, overall, uh, what? Is it a win or is it a loss for for the spots as a whole? Would it, to be in there, I'm not sure. I just, just I mean, was it an effective season, advertising season for for Super Bowl ads as, as a whole, or or did did they kind of miss the mark? I think they did better this year than the last couple of years. Um, it just seemed like a, the last few years everybody was trying to be funny and it was somewhat ineffective this year. I thought they did a better job of being clever. Um, also, like you all said, there are a lot of, a lot more star power, you know, the, the Mannings in the, the Caesar ads, um, are effective and, and, and humorous and it brings attention to what now is becoming quite popular with gambling and sports. But, um, overall I thought, I'd, I'd give the last couple of years. It seems like I've given them, you know, an overall rating of about a C or C plus. This year was probably closer to a B. Um, you had some old ads that came back, or old uh, companies that have not advertised for a few years came back with the. If you remember, the E Trade babies were so popular several years ago. Which was this year my favorite, by the way. Yeah, I thought it was very effective and very cute and. Um, even if you were not of the generation where you saw those ads all the time, having it come back and the way that the way that they produced the ad was very effective. And then one of the most effective ads in the past always made an annual uh, appearance in the Super Bowl, but has not been in there for she was five, four or five years maybe, were the Clydesdale horses mm-hmm. for Budweiser, and they made uh, a return appearance. 
Yeah, I used to I used to love the Clydesdales when they were kicking the field goal. <laughs> you know, so anyway, yeah. Hey, hey, Rainey, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much, uh, and, and thanks for doing this for us again this year. It's always fun, Tom. You guys have a good day. All right, thanks so much. It's Randy Robertson from uh, Innovations. Eight forty six. 14 now away from 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We are brought to you in part by Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace, Versa Lift Southwest at 7601 Imperial Drive, and by Pro Star Rental, the number one choice for all your equipment needs in uh, Belton and also at 2308 Robinson Drive. Stay with us. There's more to come, and uh, we get to it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. We are joined by Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. I think Chris Beard is right when he says this is life. This is what happens. Things change. I think the fans are right to be mad at him because there's arguments that Texas Tech is a better basketball situation than Texas is. I think everybody here has a claim that they're right about, and I thought it made for an awesome atmosphere. Game Time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Whatever it is, Northern Tool can help you build it, fix it, haul it, hoist it, blast it, trim it, tow it, weld it, and, well, you get the idea. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. At Northern Tool and Equipment, we're here for the Weekend Warriors. We carry thousands of professional-grade tools from the brands that built America. Steel, Milwaukee, and Lincoln Electric. Northern Tools and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lars Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Ruth Top Innovations in Central Texas. Call 254-730-ROOF at 730-7663. Putting your roof above everything else. The Rams beat the Bengals 23-20 in the Super Bowl to win their second NFL championship in five trips to the title game. Former University High School head football coach Leroy Coleman passed away on Saturday. He was 74. Baylor's 17-point win over Texas on Saturday may prove costly as Jonathan Chamwa Chachua left the game with an apparent knee injury. No word yet on how long he may miss due to the injury. 
A local basketball showdown at the Highlands Gym this evening as McLennan hosts Temple. The women's game starts at 5 o'clock with the men's tip-off at 7. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grand bag on game time. All right, take 50, 10 away from 9. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Ward, I know you're a football guy, so here you go. This is just for you, just for you. Since the Super Bowl is over, the Pro Bowl's already been played. And by the way, they ought to play the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl, but that's another story. Uh, so here you go. You ready? Baylor football has set its annual Green and Gold Spring game for Saturday, April the 23rd. Ready. Circle it on your calendar. That's your next game, baby, April 23rd uh, at McLean Stadium. And uh, we'll give you more details as they, as they get closer. But uh, the game wraps up Baylor's spring schedule of 15 practices in preparation for the 2022 season, which uh, are set to begin in mid-March. So, uh, you know, there's going to be some practices coming up next, uh, next, next month and then the game in, in April. So there, there you go. There's still some football to be talked about when it comes to spring football. I'm excited. You know, this is going to be a big spring for them. Obviously, you're coming off of arguably one of the best seasons in program history. Year three, uh, when you look at the schedule, I mean, as far as conference goes, you're going to spend a lot of the time on the road. I mean, they're really going to have to sure things up this year. That, that, that's an interesting point. Was this year the best football season in Baylor football history? No, I don't think it was the best. Oh. I think it was one of the best, definitely. What would be better? What would be better than a conference championship and and a and a and a New Year's Six Bowl championship? What what have they done that would be better? Uh, I mean, it might be. I, I'm not a you know. I I think you have to look back at some of those Grant Taft teams. Obviously, that was little, I was little when they were winning, but in recent memory, this is definitely the best that's been in quite some time. I'm sitting there thinking about some of those teams, the 74 team, the 80 team. Uh, there have been stretches where, you know, where they w go win the Peach Bowl, then go to the Cotton right. Bowl. And, but Ward it is, I mean, other than getting into the, the playoff, which they've never done, got close, but, but have never. Mm -hmm. What would be better than, than winning your conference championship and – Winning a New Year's Six bowl game. I think it'd have to rank up there. Um, as far as being the best team, I don't know overall. I mean, I understand is is result-wise and it's a result-driven. So if it's all about results, you probably have to give it to them. Yeah, I, I, and again, to me, it's just too stinking hard to determine is this the best team or is this the best team, but is this the best season? Right. And, and to me, it, it, they, they very much are different. I, you know the eighty team that went undefeated in conference play, eight and zero conference play. That was that was a really good football oh, team. They were special, really good football team. But the whole body of work, when you look at the at the end result, the whole body of work, man, I don't I don't know that it gets much better than than this past season. It's definitely up there. It was it's it would be hard to find one that could top it. Interesting to to just stop and think about it now. When you start talking about teams, boy, that's that's hard. That's tricky. Yeah. yeah, but when you talk about seasons, to me, that's different. And man, I've been around here a long time. Uh, this one's this one's this one's pretty good. 
<laughs> I'd take about 10 more just like it. Absolutely. 10 more just like it around here. All right, uh, 854 again. Congratulations to Glenn Moore. Their, their team takes four in that uh, tournament in Natchitoches and win the tournament. And uh, baseball will start this weekend. We'll have uh, we'll have the uh, Mar- Maryland group in Friday night, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday afternoon. And uh, we'll pass along where those games – that Friday night's game will be here on ESPN. Uh, but with, with all of our – our other events going on. Some of these, uh, some of these games get moved to our sister stations, and so we'll uh, we'll have that for you uh, coming up a little later on. All right, uh, we'll give you all the details on where all the games are going to be. It's eight fifty-five, and I want to mention to you that you, haha, boy, can you ever? You could sell your home in five days. The brokerage house guarantees that they'll sell your home in five days or less, or they're going to buy it for a price that you agree upon. Prior to listing your home, the brokerage house is your connection to buyers from around Central Texas, but also nationally and internationally. The brokerage house and Aaron Ryan uh, have a proven marketing system that is known to generate offers above market value as well as multiple offers. You want to know more about it? It's kind of intriguing to you. Uh, go online, 5 com. That's the numeral 5 Five days to sow.com or give them a call at 817-812-2978. That is going to wrap it up for us. Thanks for uh, being a part of the program. We'll do it again uh, tomorrow at 7 a.m. Don't forget John Morris with baseball coach Steve Rodriguez this afternoon uh, at uh, 3 o'clock. And Coach Rod will be with us around 315. Matt Mosley's here at 4 and we're back in the morning at 7. Have yourself a great day.